The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off in free shipping when you go to Manscaped.com by using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. Yeah, I know that. Is up, fam. We are back. Episode 23 here on Combat TV. It's I'm your host, as always, Steve Rochelle. On to the right of me is the man himself, the myth, the legend, Mr. Evil Eddie. How are we doing tonight, Evil? I'm doing good, man. Happy to see my good friend down there on the bottom. It's been a long journey, long yeah, road. Man, we, definitely, we, we definitely have a fun one lined up for everyone tonight as uh, – as we're getting things kicked right off and being joined by the hurricane himself, Mr. Ian. How do we pronounce that last name? I don't want to butcher it. Heinish. 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 Like Heimlich? Kind no, like Heinish. Heinish. All right. Heinish. Yes, sir. Heinish. I'm on my niche right now. That's a bunch <laughs> of niche, right? Super niche. So listen, man, I got to jump right into things. I miss you, bro. It's been a minute since I've even seen you inside the octagon, bro. What's yeah. going on? Uh, yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a battle for me, you know, health wise and injuries. And, um, you know, after my last fight, my my thyroid was all messed up. I was all gaining a bunch of weight and the weight cut was super hard before that. Just my levels were all messed up. I felt super lethargic and. Uh, after that fight, I went back in the spar and got hit with a good head kick and, um, just had like a residual concussion, man. Probably came back too early, uh, from that fight and sparred hard and then, and then tried to kind of push through it. But the head stuff is not a, an injury you try to push through like most other injuries you can. And, and, uh, it just kept getting worse, man. And I've, you know, I've done everything I can in the past year and a half since I've fought, I've been to Mexico cellular performance institute twice getting stem cells you know i i fought when i've got in the ufc man i you know from fighting knocking out the guy for the lfa belt then fighting for contender series getting the knockout then two short notice fights and then fought brunson you know i fought like six fights in within like just over a year and you know it just banged my body up and i went down to cellular performance institute i said man just x-ray everything i had a fractured wrist i had a partially torn labrum 
So I just got stem cells everywhere. I got 50, uh, 50 million stem cells in my brain stem twice. Wow. To try to just kind of get rid of the concussion stuff and just the residual headaches and fogginess. And, and uh, so I've been going, man. I've been spending tens of thousands of dollars on recovery. And I got a really good uh, recovery guy here in Colorado, which I, well, that's the reason I'm here. I live in Florida, but I'm here in Colorado because I got more resources and uh just training partners that know how to take care of me they they know me my whole career so um you know that's the reason man you know i i'm i'm pretty bummed about it i've i've done everything in my will i've spent you know i honestly i'm gonna win this fight you know in april or may that's what i'm looking that's what's on the radar that's what i'm i'm working for and i'm probably gonna break even from all the treatments that i've done um you know, but I mean, it is what it is. If I can get on a roll and and be healthy, it's all worth it to me. So it's just been a battle, man. Battle of injuries and, uh, you know, probably hard weight cuts. I've been wrestling since I was 13. Wow. I, you know, I did a bunch of drug use. I, I really wrecked my body uh, in my early 20s just with like crazy addictions like Steve-O status. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and I got into fighting 26 years old and I just – didn't stop, you know, four nose an amateur and 15 fights as pro. And, uh, you know, so it's like, uh, it's just catching up with me a little bit. So I definitely want to touch on the past. I mean, all of us know your story. You're just bringing it up and what has happened, you know, in your early twenties up until now. And the, the breakdown of your body when you don't really understand at a young age, what's going to happen to you. I want to touch on that. I want to touch on your story, but I just want to ask you something. You were saying, you know, it was a hard weight cut and you know, the, the head kick and everything. So recently we found out that apparently you were able to use IVs to hydrate after a weight cut. Were you fully aware of the extent that you were able to recuperate after a weight cut when they told us you could not have IV hydration. Were you aware that you could? No, I don't, I don't think you can. I mean, you can to a certain amount, but you can't over a thousand milliliter. Yeah. So, so you are aware because everyone is up in arms about Islam and Ali Abdelaziz kind of throwing it out there that, you know, Islam was able to get the IV and a lot of fighters came out saying we weren't fully aware of that. And you say up to a certain amount, Ian, but they're saying if a doctor agrees for more, you can actually get more than the limit. That Yeah, but here's the other side of that. Even if you do get more, then they can take you out of the fight. Yeah, I mean, you're just risking it, man. Like even, even taking like vitamins and stuff like that, like leading up to the fight, uh, you know, the, if it's not whatever it's called, approved NSA approved or whatever, I forget the exact term, Um you know, if if you take something and it has a substance in it, you get popped. So is it really worth to take that that vitamin, you know, and it's just like you're flirting with the line. And honestly, they would probably never know if you did IV. What are they how are they going to test that you did an IV plastic particles? They say I drink out of a freaking gallon every day. You're telling me I'm not drinking plastic particles. So at the same time, uh, they could probably never know. But it, it's also you're risking you're risking everything you've worked for, for an IV, for a vitamin. Is it worth it? You know, at the end of the day, because if that, if something did happen, someone snitched or somehow they tested it, it's like, you know, that would, that would be devastating. 
So I actually got the screenshots here. Um, is that it right there? Oh, I see. I seen what Ollie was saying. In other so, words, in other words, IVs used to treat severe dehydrations caused by cutting weight are not really banned as long <laughs> as the physician is the only one to justify and perform it. I sought further clarification, and here's the bottom line: if an athlete is administered an IV more than permitted 100 milliliters, as long as it's done by a licensed pro, it is not a violation. Even cases where dehydration caused by weight cut is the issue being treated. So I just wanted well, to know if you were fully aware of all. Well, of that. let me tell you something. I would I would have totally took advantage of that. My wife's a nurse. She's an, <laughs> exactly. uh, she's an RN at, and she's in functional medicine and they do a lot of IVs and, you know, but the, on the flip side of that, I haven't fought in front of a crowd. I fought at the freaking apex yeah. and they lock us in that hotel, like a jail. And how are we going to go see a physician? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like right after weigh-ins, you got to go do your COVID test and, and, and quarantine basically. So um, obviously things are different now back in the day, you know, I mean, I would, I definitely would have done it. Um, but I don't know how nowadays when you're at a normal fight, you're at your hotel, you could go to a doctor, you can go to your physician, you can go, my wife can come and give me an IV. I would have definitely took advantage of that. Cause I'm telling you guys, like I put on like 15, 20 pounds out of nowhere. Wow. And, and it didn't even like, I, I didn't. It just felt like it was like water. Like now I'm, I'm like skinnier. I'm like swole still. Like I'm, I'm thick and I'm still a little bit heavy, but like it was like a weird weight and I felt lethargic. Like, I mean, bro, like you're seeing a lot of these fighters with like getting issues after fighting. Um, obviously, Rumble, he, he didn't know really what was going on with him. Man, um, that, that, I couldn't imagine that. Like, uh, like I, I met, I met uh, Rumble a few times. One, you know, once as a fan at at, at UFC one on one. Met him at, at at World Series of Fighting two before before you, before his his first big fight that he had had there, and just watching the physic physical difference in in just looking at him from when he first got to the UFC to UFC one on one to when he went to. When he went off the World Series of Fighting, and then came back as as a light heavyweight heavyweight. Yeah. It was just going through all that, and then finding out like like the medical conditions that he had on underlying. So like, if he's going through all that being in the UFC during that time, like how didn't we find out like something was going on for him? Or is it one of those things that he, that he did find out? It's just because of uh you know the the Hippocratic oath that you don't really hear what was going on, and he kept it to himself. Like Elias, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, man, I don't know exactly what it was. I was talking to him a lot because we both were dealing with medical issues and I was training at Sanford and he's down there and I watched his body transform. And, you know, a lot of a lot of fighters have stomach stuff. I had stomach stuff as well. And because we're always in fight and flight. So that blood leaves our stomach. And it's like we just we just don't get good blood flow there because every single day we're in fight and flight and and obviously weight cuts and just how. We go from like full on extreme healthy to cutting weight to cutting out water. And then we just like gorge for a week. You know, I try to keep that to a minimum, but it's hard because you've worked so hard and now you have time off money. You're just like, let me just eat and celebrate. And, you know, <laughs> fighters are mostly 
have addiction problems and they go overboard. Uh, but um, I, I mean, always ask ask you guys is after the is like, hey, well, what's your what's your guilty pleasure afterwards, man? After way is after the fight. They all go it's, hard. It's one of my questions <laughs> yeah. because yeah. it's 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 like the 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 I guess that the the commonly known thing. And I guess there is like I guess you could say it's a, an addiction or or whatever. But yeah. it's just you put in all that hard work, you sacrifice, you know, six eight weeks, what you know, whatever it is, to the camp. Yeah. You should be able to go go eat, eat whatever you want. I'm not sitting there yeah. saying like, but go, after go a weight cut, you have a full spread or something. But you know what I mean. I know yeah. you want a steak or something like that. You should go have a steak. But after a weight cut, your stomach's wrecked. And yeah. and like to talk about like a thyroid too. I don't know if you've seen King Mo. Um, from That's Bellator. a big one. People don't talk about Mo. Yeah, he's 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 fighting it hard. And I'm blessed, man. I got two treatments down in at, at CPI, and I'm off my thyroid medication, so I need to keep like monitoring it. But I think it's like, again, he I, was also stuck in this fact that he never made it to the UFC, so he didn't get access to some of those things. Like as much as like like we talk about, like you know, you know, like you know, people are in this thing right now where where it's it's you know, you're either pro UFC or con UFC. I just sit there and think we're, it's still a learning process when we're talking about combat sports. We haven't gotten to the level of, of care that everyone needs to get when we're talking about promoter to athlete. We're still we're still in the infancy stage of the sport, regardless if we want to admit it or not. We're still in the first thirty years. Boxing's been around forever, and they still don't got figure it figured out. Yeah, you know so, the big. That, that, it's a discouraging thing in some senses, but the the the, the strides that combat sports ha- has taken over over just in the past ten, regardless of where it was when it first started, I think we're trending in the right direction. It just, we're, yeah. we want everything now. Like, like, I think, I, you know, like, like I was sitting there saying right before you got on it, I think all you guys should be taken care of in a certain way by your promoter. And it's just not happening yet, regardless of what happens between now and then for that, for that, to change, regardless I mean, if it's within, within your generational fight or if it's, or if it's in the next generation, something needs to change when it comes to some of the stuff. Let me ask this, Ian. So very smart of you, by the way, to take the two years off, right? Very smart. You understand that you needed to get, you know, healthy again. Uh, you know, a head injury is nothing to joke about. You took two years time away, nice and rested. Has Did the UFC reach out to you in that time and want you to get in there and fight? And did you tell them, you know, what was going on with you and that you needed time? And if so, did they respond and, and try to push you to get in there? Or did they understand that? Like, what was going on here were they fully aware or yeah i mean fortunately i have a great uh relationship with mick maynard and uh that's my boy so he's he's been super cool with me man he's like hey take the time what you need you know like i just want you to get better um and so he's he's 100 you know the ufc's been good to me in that sense <clears throat> you know I've, i mean i've had to pay out of pocket for these treatments and stuff but it's kind of like extra you know i mean it's not like it's not – I mean, the, the thing about concussions, like, you go get a CAT scan, then they look at your head, they're like, oh, you're fine. But they can't measure a concussion. So I've had to go, like, to holistic stuff, like brain mapping, um, McWhorter, chiropractic and neurology here in Colorado. We do stuff like gyro stem. They spin you in a machine. They have this thing where you're looking at a thing and you're hitting lights as it goes up, and they're literally rehabbing the brain. There's, like, a uh, – they hook electrodes up to your head. You're watching a TV screen. When you're focused, it lights up and makes noises. And then when you like lose focus, it goes dark. So you have to like stay dialed in for like 15 minutes. And then you do it with your eyes closed. And, uh, you know, 
this stuff's not cheap, but man, this stuff's really helped me. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm here in Colorado, man. This is like, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in, you know, I, I feel like I'm healed and God willing, man, I'm looking to get a fight May and April, April or May, probably early May. And, um, you know, make my run. Cause you know, I was up there with the big dogs, you yeah. know, competing in, and, uh, you know, it kind of just declined as my health declined and I had to step back and be like, what's going on? And going back to your question, the UFC was very good. Uh, my, my manager, Jason House, um, Jason, has a good relationship. one of the best. <laughs> one of yeah, the best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. And I, it's funny. These guys are trying to promote crypto because that's kind of what's kept me afloat financially. Really? I started getting sponsored by some crypto projects. I started a show, <laughs> Sound AI. Um, and, you know, I have a show called Chill Tank. It's like Shark Tank. These projects bring on, uh, they come in, they pitch to us, and we roast them or we invest in them <laughs> or we, That's you know. Great. So, I, I mean, it's cool. It's, you know, most fighters, you know, I, I'm a survivor, man. Like, yeah, you through, if you knew my life story, I make it happen. And well, I was, as soon as Eddie said, he said, I, I lined this up. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, he's got the greatest story ever. I can't wait to talk to Ian. Yeah, Ian, <laughs> for all the new listeners here, because over the years, I realized pe people are trashing some of the biggest legends oh. out there. like, And they haven't seen the stories and unfolded. Like Ben Askren, everyone looked at his UFC career, but they weren't there for Ben Askren's rise up until the UFC. And they're like, oh, he was the worst fighter in the UFC. You did not, you weren't there. So for the people who were not there and didn't get to hear your story, man, it's one of the best, uh, one that I can totally relate with. Can you kind of briefly touch on where you came from and how you got to the UFC? Because a lot of our listeners are people out there struggling to get through the day, struggling uh, for their dreams because we're always being told you can't do that. It's, it's out of reach. You'll never get there. And then you find yourself in a position and feel stuck and you say, man, I'm at this stage. There's no way I'm going to be able to get to my dream. And then you get locked up and you're like, bro, life's over. This is my life. Now I got to start talking like this. I got to, you know, I came from down the road and I just got to do construction, but you took a completely other path. And you were like the grown-up home alone. You got the grown-up home alone story, man. <laughs> so how did this uh, happen, man? You were a young kid, and you got involved with moving some weight of some chemicals. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a short version. I probably got 20 more minutes. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys a short version of, you know, I grew up in Colorado, good wrestler, crazy amount of energy, just, you know, just starting to get in trouble at school and um you know i needed a, an outlet and my parents put me in wrestling but i still continue to get in trouble at school so they took me to the doctor the doctor said hey you're have add adhd blah 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 you need adderall well i come from a long line of addiction my dad my uncles my cousins all have addiction problems so instantly hooked started it led to drinking marijuana XC coat, all these hard drugs at a very young age, started selling in all this time, still won two state championships, was took wow. second to Ironman, tournament of champions, four-time All-American, few-time national champ. Like just, you know, I was doing it. And then uh senior year, or I got senior year got expelled from high school and still took fourth at senior nationals, got full ride scholarships offered to me, took one to northern Idaho 
just an opportunity that I blew, uh, drank, drank it away, chasing an addiction, completely controlled by it. Um, came back to Colorado, ground zero, you know, um, went out to Canada. A girl invited me to go out to prom with her out there that I went to high school with. She moved out there. Ended up getting a job doing door-to-door sales, two to four grand a week, making good money. Um, got into some big trouble over there. Got locked up for six months, all alcohol-related, always the common denominator. And uh, got deported from Canada, came back, linked up with some Guatemalans, and uh, they started sending me shipments of ecstasy and started hitting the raves and doing all that scene. And about eight months into that, Set up in a Walmart parking lot, pistol to the dome on the ground, staring at the sign, drug task force, um, posted bail, had about a couple thousand bucks after they seized like 30 grand, a couple thousand more pills, all this stuff. They took it all. Um, and I hopped on a Greyhound, said goodbye to my family in Indiana, hopped on a train from Chicago to New York, said goodbye. And uh, JFK to Amsterdam with about $2,000 in my pocket. I didn't know anyone. And, you know, I was just a young kid on the run, 19 years old, fully, fully uh, chasing an addiction and just living as lost as a as a young kid could live. And, you know, I was just like, let's backpack Europe, made my way to Belgium. Uh, My cousin had a friend out there. I stayed with him, had a job there for a while, made my way to England, stayed there for a while, hated it, tried selling drugs there, didn't work out. Then I made my way to the Canary Island, Spain. Got a job on the first day at a club, making eight drinks when I worked, four drinks when I got off. And after uh, three months of this full-blown alcoholic, couldn't even afford 30 euros for a cockroach-infested room, wow. bed in a room with 15 other guys. And I was sleeping on the beach. I was I was park benches, friends' couches. I was homeless. I was rock bottom. Um, and some... Colombians said, Hey, gringo, let's make some real money. Or as they said, live t- first, they said, Hey, move in with us, man. You know, we see potential. We want you to live with us, get sober. So I appreciated that. It was like family to me. And then he sat me down. He's like, Hey, let's go make some real money. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Get in some real trouble. <laughs> get in some real trouble. Started taking trips to Venezuela, Aruba, Colombia, you know, swallowing a kilo of Coke, bringing it back back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you know, after like 15 trips, I got, uh, too many stamps in my passport was in the Spanish, uh, airport. They were, you know, looking over there, like, what are you doing? And they let me go. My girlfriend came, she, she confirmed she was there picking me up. They followed us to the uh, parking garage. Boom. They jumped on us. And, um, you know, it was drug task force took us to the hospital freaking x-rayed our stomachs, found the coke. And I got a, I I sat in prison for one year. And there's times in your life when you're like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. But it turns out that could, that was the best thing that could ever happen to you. So if you're struggling with that before you can pick yourself up again. Absolutely. Um, And I, you know, in prison, I, I found God, God started working on my life. I, there was a wrestling program. It took three months to get in. I walked to the coach, showed him my cauliflower. He's like, let's go. Um, <laughs> fell back in love with wrestling. They had a crazy style wrestling called Lucha Canaria, who actually my coach was Juan Espino, who is Juan Espino, uh, who's in the UFC's father, which is wow. crazy. Um, and, you know, it was uh, 
it was crazy. I did kickboxing. I had, I learned to speak Spanish. I got reformed in there. And, and, uh, after two and a half years, I got shipped to the North of Spain, con aired. I'd box there. And then I got sent back. I finally did two years and five or six months. And my sentence got cut by two thirds because I said, I wouldn't come back. I agreed. I signed a paper. I wouldn't come back to Europe for five years. So they, um, they speeded up my sentence a little bit and they sent me back, but New York got caught up right away. Boom. Threw me in Jamaica Queens jailhouse. And then they Ooh. sent me to Rikers Island for a couple months until I got picked up. Probably the hardest part of uh, that whole stint was Rikers for sure. Hands down. And finally I got extradited back to Colorado, drove in a bus like this for 12 days, shackled like that, wow. treated like a complete animal. Um, and made my way to Colorado, 2014 Valentine's Day, posted bail, got out. I, I knew I knew the common denominator was alcohol. I knew I had to stay away. Um, I went 4-0 as an amateur, and then I went 8-0 as a professional. I got to the LFA title. You say, you win this fight, everything you've been working for, you're going to the UFC, you lose, you're in the back of the line. Well, a year before that, I tore my LCL before a fight, went to the doctor. He said, hey, here's 40 Percocet. Instantly oh. hooked, man. Uh, I started I doing oxy. Right I didn't even know it. <laughs> started smoking it, sniffing it, buying it. Going. To I remember Mexico. I used to smoke those beans, bro. Slide yeah, it down man. the tinfoil, bro. Yep. Oh my god, the blues, oh, man. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're just taking me back to my teenage years and all all the, the delinquents I used to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean that stuff's a lot of people don't make it. None. There's not many. There's three common things that happen. You're either in the ground. You're in jail or what? You're in rehab. Or you or you recover. Yeah. And um, so I went out that fight that I was supposed to win, main event, lost it. Just when oh. you're living out, when you're not living right outside the cage, it always shows in the cage. And uh, I took that really hard, man. That was my first loss in 12 fights. You know, your very first loss is always your hardest. Um, I had been going to church. I had been going to Bible study, but I had living as a hypocrite because I was doing drugs. I was messing around with women. I was just wasn't living right. Um, but I would go to church just to feel good. And we went on this camping trip and I did all this. I chopped wood to my hands. blood. we went on this hike. My buddy followed me. I almost killed him. I just wanted to hurt myself, man. I was so mad. And uh, we had this Bible study. We opened it up and it really tested us. It was like uh, it was basically saying we weren't saved and we got offended. And we realized, man, we're living as hypocrites. And then in there, man, I made the decision to fully surrender my life to God and follow and live for him and wow. got baptized the next week. The water looked black to me when I or clear when I walked in. I swear when I looked back, it looked black. And I felt like God was like, there's your sin and wow. your addiction dead. And since that day, man, I went um, I went four and all knockouts in the UFC right after that. Or I, or I, was, I at that time I was broke. I was living in my buddy's basement. I had no girlfriend. I I was just I never paid taxes in my life. I was <laughs> I was 20 like 7 and since that time I met my wife, got married, bought a house, uh got in the UFC, broke into the top 10 in the UFC, was ranked number 9. And uh that was just a year later, man. So it was a huge transformation and and uh, I thank God every day for that. And obviously, you know, it's when you give your life to God, it's not just sunshine and rainbow. It's not just easy. It actually is probably going to get harder, but you don't do it alone. You go in there with God and uh, and he leads you. And so, yeah, so it's been a confusing time these past, you know, year and a half, two years since I fought. 
because I'm just like, I feel like I'm still called to fight. I feel like my platform's still there, but um, my body just hasn't been healing like I should. And But I'm grateful that crypto's opened the door where I can afford to go to Mexico twice. At Cellular Performance Institute, all these treatments are not cheap. And uh, so I'm thankful for crypto. All these, look at all these lunatics trying to, Show me some crypto, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> and uh, and they're all over in here, like, yeah, man. So, I appreciate you guys, man. They they love the show, and uh, it's it's uh, it's what about this one? You ever, you ever fall Conor McGregor? <laughs> I don't think people realize the weight difference here. <laughs> I wish, man, I'd be paid right uh, yeah, now. Yeah, that's if a I paycheck right there, right? Win or lose, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you keep talking about paid. going up and wait. I'm sure Ian be like, I'll take a minute at 885. Let's go. <laughs> Ian, you know what, bro? I didn't realize you knew how to speak Spanish. I would love for you to be in there on your next fight and then just do some dish and just start speaking Spanish. Just start yelling yeah. at the dude in Spanish in the middle of the fight. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of cool. My UFC debut was on six days notice against Cesar Ferreira in Argentina. Um, so I literally found out and had to jump on a flight, flew down to Argentina. And I was like, I was like, gracias por toda la gente Latino para apoyar me. I was just I just let it go after and everyone went crazy, man. So that was like full circle, man. It's crazy how my UFC career has been obviously since COVID. And that's what I hate, bro. I seriously can, like, I'm glad the Apex is there, whatever. But walking out, and it's like, you got your coaches like that. I'm like, man, am I sparring? What's going on? I like the crowd. I like the energy. And, and the places I fought is Argentina. And then I was oh, going to the O2. The craziest bunch of fans you'll ever come across. <laughs> yeah. So I went, it was like a full circle. I went to South America. Then I went to New York. The last place I was at, uh, Rochester, I fought there. Then I went to London. And, uh, you know, what's his name walked away. He left that day. The, my opponent, um, gosh, he, he was known to do it. The British guy, he would, he got in his car, shut his phone off and drove away on fight. What? Wow. So I, didn't get, I didn't get to fight him, but, uh, he had mental health issues. So, you know, I'm not hating on him, but, um, it was cool. I was back in Europe and I went back to Spain after that and saw Yo. everyone. And I was like in the UFC. So it was like, it was like so how did that work? It obviously had been five years, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was hard too because like they didn't know if I could fight, and like uh, because they didn't know if the five years was up, and I had to find the lawyer that did my case, and he would he wouldn't talk, and he's like, "I'm not going to talk until you pay me." Oh, and the UFC's oh, like, wait, where do I heard that one before?" The UFC's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I've right." Heard the, that one before. The UFC's like, "We will pay you. We are the UFC." Give us the information and yeah. we will pay you. And and the, he was like, he was like, no, this and that. And and I was like, I had to call some boys to roll up in his office and like get those <laughs> papers. So we got <laughs> those papers. So it was like, to go, go shake him down. <laughs> I coached didn't even come because he didn't know I was gonna fight because the fight was on, fight was off, fight was on, fight was off. Finally, we got the papers and Mick was like, I'll just take a chance, man. Just come to to freaking England to London. And then and then it was the you know it was the O2 Arena. And then uh, Tom Breeze was his name. He, he didn't – it was like an hour before we are supposed to go to the venue. They call me. They're like, your opponent's injured. And then and then I heard later he wasn't injured. He just left. But um, That's a crazy story right there. That's a crazy – Ian, Ian yeah. so, so inspiring, bro. Like, then you're, like, ready to fight and your opponent just takes off. It's just like, what the what – the Yeah, like, it's what crazy. 
But man, I really wanted to thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We got to get you back on right after your fight, bro. Because I can tell, Ian, I can tell how anxious you are to want to get back in there. But yeah. you're also playing it really smart, man. And I want to say thank you for that because I want to see you in the UFC for a long time. I want to follow you. And I've seen so many people that I've interviewed, you know, get injured and then want to get right back in there for, a, you know, a short notice fight. And then it doesn't work out their way. And then once you're out of the UFC, it's harder to get back in, you know? So uh, I want to thank you so much because you're such an inspiration. We want to see you do the best you can. So uh, with that I, being said. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. A, a lot of people don't understand that. And, you know, I'm blessed to have some income. So I don't like, I'm not just like throwing myself out there. And I do want to be in the UFC while my wrestling feels better than it's ever had. My striking feels good. It's like, Everything from the neck down feels great. Now this thing just needs to be good, and uh, I think it is, man. I think all these. I think you're in the right place. Done. You're in the right place here, and then your body's finally catching yeah. up to everything else. I'm really, really looking forward to when you get back in there. Hopefully, you get to, you get some good names and 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 uh, and put a few wins together and and get this run going again. Yeah, for all the young fighters out there, let your body heal after fights, especially because um your body can heal you can take damage and your body can heal there's, there's, what it can't do <laughs> what it can't do is keep is get really wrecked and not let it heal and then do it again so um you know all the young fighters and just anyone out there struggling man wherever you're at you're never too young you're not too old you're not too far gone i got told all these things and i i looked up to god i said what's my path he called me to that and i knew nothing could stop me even though I started MMA when I was 26, even though I was a drug addict for seven years, even though I was in prison for almost three years, you know, nothing could stop me because I felt that calling from God. So find your calling, put that work in, silence the noise and all the haters and all the doubters and, and the people that want to pull you down because they feel self-conscious because they see you following your calling and walking in that. And uh, God bless you all, man. I appreciate you guys. That's the appreciate word, your time, bro. Ian. Uh, what we typically do as we as we send you along your way, anyone you'd like to thank, shoot out your social media sites, any any sponsors you, you may have, anything you wanna you wanna you wanna say to the people before you go. The time is yours, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, man. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It is Ian Heinish MMA, um, and I appreciate uh, you know everyone that's stuck with me, all the the long term fans that have been with me. Because uh, just been patient because it's, it's like <laughs> I wish you guys knew how, how hard I've been working to to get back in there for myself, for you guys, for for my family, for all the people that, you know, believed in me from when I was nobody, when I was just a freaking broke con that got out of prison. So um, I'm going to do it for you guys. I'm putting in all that work. Um, shout out to Sound AI crew. <laughs> you guys came in here deep today. <laughs> And uh, yeah, right. yeah, guys, if you're into crypto, you want to learn, come check out our show on Twitter uh, every 11 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday and Friday. It's called Shill Tank and uh, come pitch your project as well as the Crypto Kings live stream every Thursday at 11 a.m. Um, and uh, yeah, check out my Twitter, guys, for sure. So and I appreciate you guys for getting me on. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. And uh, it's definitely our pleasure. <laughs> let's do another one after uh, after I go get this win. 
Absolutely. De- de- definitely, Ian. Appreciate the time. Uh, hopefully, you get you get some announcements soon. As soon as you, you you get in there, get the win or a loss. It don't matter either way. We love talking to you, my friend. We'll we'll, we'll catch up and see, see, see how it goes. I'm getting that win, bro. I'm getting that win. It's definitely going to be a win. Oh, yeah. I'm getting Ian, that win, Ian. but I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to be right, the Ian, new, biggest one, fan friend. of your show, bro. So I'll, I'll be in the in the chat on that All show. Right, man. God yeah, learn some crypto, man. The bull run's coming. Hey, I got it. I yeah, got man. Absolutely. We'll talk more crypto next time. All right. Sounds good, man. God bless. All right. God All bless right, everyone. That was Ian. And without any further ado, we are being joined by the atom bomb herself. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Miss Jamie Henshaw, fresh off of a 38-second We're saying, uh, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's technically a doctor stoppage, is it not? Um, I mean, yeah, actually, like, they're saying oh, she fractured her ankle. I'm like, well, that's not a that's not a stoppage. Um, yeah, they called it off. Uh, she even called it off. Um, she kind of fell wrong due to me hitting her <laughs> pretty hard. So I think she got like you know the Bambi legs. Oh yeah, she was, she was <laughs> definitely on, on roller skates. And I just think what happened one of those things where you're trying to get yourself and keep yourself stained and then. Her foot rolled the wrong way, and now it's all. Yeah. But, yeah. but really, on, on the other side of, kudos to her for trying to reset it and still staying back up. Bravo. That's what me and Steve were in awe about, Jamie. It was crazy because we were in the middle of doing the show, right, and we're trying to watch your fight at the same time. And Steve was like, "Dude, did you just see that?" He was like, "This girl's freaking leg was sideways, and she just fixed it and got back up like it was nothing." And we were just like, "Oh my god!" We were going nuts, Jamie. That's what we say. BKFC fighters are just a different breed. And then on top of it, after our interview, you went out there and knocked your opponent out a couple months ago. That was, that was. Yeah, her debut. And we were in the middle of an interview. She took out Miss Rob. (laughs) Just like you said. So so she's now 2-0 in BKFC. You know, obviously it's a, it's it's a fun time right now. You know, you, you, you got, you got the first two wins under your belt. Obviously. Absolutely no damage. So uh, I'm sure you're you're knocking on Dave's door. And be like, we're next week. What's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to be in there as soon as possible. Like you said, I had no damage taken. So yeah, I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, because what are you looking for? Like obviously, it is a real exciting time. You know, Britain's going to be defending her title soon. Christine's gonna gonna be getting getting back in there against back. Who 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 are you you having your eyes set on? Are you are you are you looking title wise? Are you looking tender wise? Are you just looking whoever they put across you? Whoever they put across me, honestly. <laughs> I listen. I, I'm I'm pretty. I'll be be the same way until you get in that position where where they're asking who who do you want? You know. Yeah. Um, right now, like I said, I'm just, uh, beginning my career. I'm not going to be sitting out there calling out people. You know what I mean? I I'm there to fight and that's what I love to do. It doesn't matter who's across the ring from me. You know what I mean? (laughs) So whoever they think is a good idea, I'll, I'll be game. 
So I got I to ask something kind of crazy because I always ask crazy questions, right? <laughs> I remember back when the UFC first started up and Tink Abbott got his win. He's in the middle of doing his interview and he's like, don't point the camera down. I'm a little excited right now. Uh, what, what does it feel like when you beat an opponent? Do you get like a rush of excitement? Are you just overwhelmed with like, I can't believe this has happened. Then you do it again. I mean, is it is it good, better the first time or the second time? Do you get the same kind of energies? Um, I think it's always different, a little bit different um, every time. You know what I mean? Uh, but yes, it's a natural high. I don't know if I get that type of excitement. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want to see you walking around with a boner or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't get that that type of excitement, but I do get like a natural high, and it feels amazing. Like all your endorphins, you know what I mean, are coming in so yes it, it's a great feeling <laughs> so do they come up at like after your fight and say good job kid and start talking about your next fight or they just say you know Here, here's your money and we'll we'll call you i mean because you've been doing some crazy stuff lately with your career and we couldn't wish for anything better to happen to you the way it has and we all want to see you back in there that's how you become a big name you stay relevant you stay going in there and finishing your opponents so what happens after the fight um it's more or less um just a lot of chaos with you know fans interviews and stuff like that um so yeah <laughs> that's more or less what it is um yeah there's no there was no talk about uh my next opponent but yes i would love to be there as soon as possible like i said so also, Steve, Steve, what do you got here? Because I got one. What do you got? Oh, what, you're out? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying I was leading you in to ask her something. I'm sorry. I was multitasking like a mofo I, I, as per usual. But oh, right, I want to ask, ask you, the question obviously, you fought, you fought let, let, last you know, on, on knuckle mania and everything like that. What were your thoughts on some of, some of the other fights? I know people were really excited about, about a bunch of the fights. Obviously, I was trying to bring up the main event for you to segue with her, what she saw. So good job. Was that, I was trying to set up the question for the main event. That yeah, we well, I mean, obviously we're, we're going to get into that. Cause, uh, you know, obviously right after the fight, uh, <laughs> You know, Mr. Hunt and Mr. Richmond were really respectful towards each other. Then as we get into the week, you know, uh, apparently Mike has now filed down his 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 nails and he has claws and things of that nature. So how does that happen? How do you go from being respectful in the moment and then after the fight, it just you get home and it becomes a whole totally different story. Like, I, like, I mean, I, obviously each situation, each fighter, each athlete is, is different in their own way, but. I just, I just can't get how we're, we're, we're hugging in the cage, in the cage, in the ring. And then you get out afterwards and all of a sudden Mike's like, uh, got, you know, got, got a uh, Wolverine claws over there. Um, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, people get a little salty after, you know what I mean? They go and sit there and they stew in it, you know what I mean? And, and they get mad and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, the bravado of the males, I guess. <laughs> well, with girls, like afterwards, you guys are usually pretty tight, but there has been some uh, crazy. It's either, uh, I think when it comes to the girls, it's either they, they love each other or they hate each other. There's not a not an iffy ground. I think I think it's either one way or the other. Yeah, but 
for Jamie, she needs to get her nails dug in right now because she's got two wins. You should be, you know, dressing up all crazy, get the Hollywood sunglasses on and think you're the shit, you know? So that's what you need to do. You would be great to be a heel. You're knocking girls out. I mean, you got all the setup for the bit. What's going on here? We're going to get you some face tattoos. We're going to get you, you know? Yeah, no, no face tattoos. Um, yeah, that's Thank that's God. not my thing. Um, yeah, I, I I think all that like stuff would. Well, we brought up. <laughs> we, we had Peralta on, right? We had Peralta on, right, Steve? And she showed up at the weigh-ins with no oh, shirt on. With, with her, with her, with her uh, fu uh, fuck Disney uh, tape over her boobies. Yep, with the tape over oh, her boobs, and <laughs> none of us understood what she was trying to say. We we're like, I oh, did. All right. I said fuck Disney. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, possibly because of all the different way that they're depicting the princesses. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I've seen. I've seen that. But what she was trying to really say is, you know, BKFC. They're they're with this whole company thing, but yet they promote and overdo it sometimes with the girls trying to be a little extra, you know what I mean? So how do you feel about the girls that go out there and do it compared to you where you're just training and you're going there and performing? Do you kind of feel insulted that girls that are dressing up or doing crazy things are getting more of a spotlight compared to somebody like you who's putting in the hard work and it's all coming out to an equal? Um, my fighting, I think, shows, um, like I said, to each their own, if they want to sit out there and be fake or put on a performance, you know what I mean? Let, let them. That's just not my game. That's not something I'm comfortable with. So, yeah, you, you probably won't see me out doing all that crazy stuff. Nonsense. <laughs> are you uh, outside of BKFC or are you watching any boxing tonight? Um, oh, I was actually up? like the BKFC fights actually right now, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not watching no fights right now at the moment. You got a, you got a, any, any say on, on you, uh, are you team whoa. Belcher or team Adams tonight? Um, Belcher. I'm with so, you there too. I think, I think, uh, I think Adams got, got, got the gas tank and, He's got the chin, and I think. I mean, I, I think Arnold's an amazing champion, but I, I think if if he lets if he lets uh, Allen drag him into deep waters, he's in trouble. Yeah. Yo, hold on. BKFC's on tonight, so one yes. is yeah, on PFL and BKFC. That's why I can't get Mister Feldman on here. He's so damn busy. He's got shows back to back to back to back to back to back. I. Every time he gets a week off, he's on a vacation somewhere, so I can't grab him. So I mean, yeah, dude, that they're they're very busy over BKFC. Love what 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 they they oh, doing. Oh, bro, am I stupid? Am I stupid? Yeah, you just answer. Yeah, uh, we just had Alan Belcher on, and he's the main event. And I didn't even realize that that fight is right now, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah smoke, smoke another <laughs> joint, Evil Eddie, right? <laughs> Jesus, I actually really like that BKFC is being so aggressive with planning a lot of these matchups, a lot of events, because that's how it works. That's where I think Bellator falls, Steve. Not being relevant enough, not knowing where to tune in. BKFC, you always know where it's going to be. And the more 
fighters are getting in going over there. I mean, New Orleans. How many events have they had already this year? Three, four? Um, it, it's been a possibly or more. I think it's at four, <laughs> yeah. And we're and we're only like, you know, getting towards the end of February now. So Yeah, and they already have uh other fights scheduled and everything like that show. Yeah, because well, we have another one, what, March 17th after this one? And then the one um with the Jenny Savage and the Britain Hart. Yeah. I think that Ooh, one too. So that's gonna be a fun one. Was okay. Remember Misfit's last fight, right? And the girl got hit so hard that she threw up, like threw up her hands, was like, I've had enough. Who was oh, that? That was well, Sterling, Britain. right? That yeah, that Britain, was Taylor Britain Starling. Fight? That was Taylor's Taylor, right? Oh yeah, yeah it was no, you're right. It was Taylor Starling. What has Taylor Starling. been doing since then? Like, I would love to see her come back. She's a pistol. Um, I think she did like a boxing match, and I don't know what she's doing now. You're yeah, friends with her, right? Huh? You're, you're close with her, aren't you? Um, we we trained together before. We we kind of had yeah. Some had words. what? What? You're hiding something. There. Yeah, yeah. She's trying, she's like, trying to keep it on the low. She already <laughs> she already said it without saying it. As she, as she's looking down. Yo, she's she already, she already, she already tried not to tell you. I liked it. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. No. No, I'm just um, I just think it's one of those things when you get in a gym and and y'all and y'all start getting off on each other. You know, tempers start flying, words start flying, things was of that nature. Bully? Or is it something else? Was she a bully? Yeah, yeah no. Um, it's just me and her are two different people and totally different personalities, and we didn't really click. We're like oil and water, I guess you could say. <laughs> so this goes back to like what I was saying before. There's people like that that get the spotlight and then there's people like you that put in the hard work. So it does, it does upset you that there's people like that. that are getting the spotlight when you're the one, if you had that fight with misfit, you know, I don't know what would have happened, but what well, did I you mean, think she, about that? Like the way that went down. Into a fight she didn't deserve to have. And if you, if you're asking my honest opinion, nothing to get against Taylor in any way, shape or form. I already said it last week that they're running out of options for, for Christine at that weight class. That's true. So they're just basically giving her whoever they think is the, would be the most exciting fight. So now we're rehashing the, the, you know, the, the Beck Hyatt fight or, or, or Rowdy Beck, however you want to, you want to, you want to refer to her now. So we're running that one back when, when was the last time Beck won a fight? We're talking more than five years at least. Yeah. Well, like with the whole Taylor thing, like she, like said, she's a, very great performer she's out there she's a very bubbly person you know what i mean like i said that's just some like that's just not me um and she she's very exciting for people to watch you know what i mean people love to watch her either they love or hate to you know what i mean and um i think with that fight they thought because of her success in bkfc i think they thought it was going to be a great exciting fight and that she was actually going to put up more of a fight but yeah, um, she stepped stepped in there with a real fighter and someone that can hit hard. And <laughs> smile on she, she learned real quick. <laughs> so, all right, I'm not going to let you get away with this, Jamie. You, <laughs> you say that it was like oil and vinegar. Like, what was the thing that really made you just be like, that's that's like not my thing? Like, what happened? Uh, well, it was just one time on the mat like you know what i mean things Here got a little heated 
and we got into each other's face. You know, we both said we didn't like each other and, you know, a, a fist got thrown and that was more or less the end of it. <laughs> she threw it. So, so she, she threw a jab at you. Uh, I, 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 through yeah. one of her because yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. oh my well, god listen, it, it, it was a whole thing like she she went to slam me a couple times on the mat and i didn't like it so when we like were face to face at the end of class like you we cracked each other face and she's like oh i don't like you and i was like i don't like you either and yeah i threw uh pretty you know like one of those a, sh a shitty ass fucking <laughs> swing but yeah that the was shitty ass swing the girl who just knocked out her last two opponents Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Dame, you knocked her out is what you're saying you knocked her out in the gym oh no i didn't knock her out like i said it, it was like one of those um hits that you're like you know in a dream where you're like going to hit someone and you're like uh, and then you yeah just hit them and it's like uh, what was that you know what i mean and um <laughs> yeah I was more afraid of getting in trouble, I think, than anything. <laughs> Steve, I'm brewing something up over here. This this is like the uh, Malinaji Connor thing, where it's like, show me the footage, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if you were there, you you know. If not, then yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. So listen, right now after the fight, we always like to. This is like our question for after the fight because. Uh, you know, we've had some really good answers for what fighters have done after the fight, but we were just kind of discussing this. You know, fighters like to dulge, you know, their favorite foods, but they just went through a weight cut or this and that. Like, if I don't feed my fish for two days and I give them fish food, it's going to go into their stomach and they're going to immediately throw it up. It's not that healthy for you. So with fighters going out there eating, uh, what, what did Carlos Barza eat? Like a $3,000 cookie or something like that like do you overindulge after your fights and do you feel like shit afterwards because of all the weight cutting um well i went up in weight on this one so it wasn't like a weight cut and that's smart that's smart. <laughs> and even whenever um i'm like cutting to 105 i'm able to like eat whatever the hell i want and candy and stuff a lot of fighters and people get like kind of salty because of that. And it's like, well, <laughs> if not, I'm going to be very underweight. Um, so if you see in some of my posts, I, I was eating candy bars, like not even like close to the fight, um, big old size candy bars. Um, so I don't deprive myself of anything. If I want it, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I said, I work hard. Um, so no, I, I actually really didn't indulge in too much after than what I already have. Are you into like keto? Because my mom, she's got this whole kick with keto now. And I've tried some of the foods and they're actually pretty good. And uh, no, I, I don't do keto. And then especially for women, I heard that it's very not good for women. Oh, my cat. My rats are on keto right now. I wonder if it's good for them. Well, well, it. Why? Wait, what does it do? What's what's bad about keto? Um, because this is something I got to tell my mom now. It's not good for women. Well, well, if I guess whatever. Some people complain about down there, like getting oh, really no. gross and stuff. So I'm like, ew. I can't tell my mom that, yo, mom. Watch out. Watch out for your pH levels, mom. You can't say that to my mom, yo. You asked. You asked. Oh man. <laughs> 
We could do a whole segment just on that. I feel, <laughs> yo. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't do all that. Stuff. What is, what does it mean for guys? Yeah, for guys, like if you eat keto, you can't get hard anymore. Like it's just like there's, there's all these bad things and shit. Yeah, no. I'm gonna stop eating keto now. That's just. Oh all. man. Have you ever been in there with a girl that kind of stinks? Um, I grappled with. Are we going back to Taylor? No, no. <laughs> would you stop? No. Steve, Steve. Um, I no, I, I, I don't believe I've fought anyone that has. Um, but yes, I have grappled a few girls, not naming no names. Um, and it's like you, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the download. She calls her B.O. Betty. No, <laughs> 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 I need a sec. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we got any over there cracking up. I'm not. You're still back in here, bro. My cheeks hurt, bro. My cheeks hurt. That was so embarrassing. What can I tell my mom? Oh, tell her that you know. Tell her that it comes with abnormal odors. I got I gotta go throw everything away. Listen, okay. man. Like you, when you're when you're getting clean and healthy, you have to make sacrifices. You just gotta ask yourself if that's that's one you're willing to make. <laughs> you want to just smell weird, yeah. I guess. Or you could just. All right, we need to change this up. <laughs> you brought it up, dude. <laughs> oh, me and Steve. Me and Steve are talking. All right, about... I'll go run with it if if it's something we can talk about. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I wanted wait, wait. to talk about the uh, sports card thing with BKFC. I think that's something me and you can I, get. I still think I, I, I'll beat on it because you know, obviously, we're we're, we're getting more into our, our our card and hobby enthusiast. But so let me you ask, know, ask you, Jamie. Don't you think there's you know one of these cards, tops, upper deck, Panini, however you know whatever you want to say, should come up with cards for the bkfc fighters the, 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 the women athletes the bellator fighters the pfl fighters because all we see out there is ufc and your other fa- ma- major four sports you don't see anything for the boxers really you'll see a couple specialty things pop up but no one actually produced it you don't you don't you think as much as dave and, and everyone's doing we, we need a we need to sit down one of these card companies so we can get a you know uh you know a uh uh, a Mike Richmond card, a, 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 a Jamie Hinshaw card, a Taylor Starling card, you know? Um, yeah, that, that would be nice. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about it. Like, I think it's something, you know, you know, the, the, I guess what we call the, the, the card world has kind of really exploded again over, over the last 10 years with a lot of stuff that some of the companies done where something that card collecting 15 years ago was damn near dead. But now we've gotten in a thing, I think, because of not only the other sports getting more involved into, I guess, what we call hobbying, but also the, the industry itself growing and, and, and evolving in certain areas. But I think, you know, having BKFC athletes, MMA athletes, you know, hell, even grapplers for, for, for all that matter. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind, a, you know, uh uh, a, a, a Mr. Mr. Ryan card, you know, he's arguably the the, the greatest grappler we have in, in, in this uh, in, in this in this current age. But like, there's still stuff to make things fun to get get fans more engaging with things like that. I think it's something both the card companies and I think you know people who are in, in you don't even need those, Steve. You don't need that. You don't need. So I watch this thing because 
see, I got all these cards down here and shit like oh, that. Oh, boy, here we go. And I, I watch this thing. You don't have to go through, like, the MLB, right? You got uh, upper deck. You got tops. You don't have to go through the MLB to be an official partner with them. You can make actual cards and put them out there under your own brand. And it won't say officially licensed by, but you can put them out there. That's what a lot of like Skybox, um, Panini, like, and the contract switch. So Steve, maybe we should be the ones to start. And we're going to make Jamie's the rarest card you can get. So it goes <laughs> it, up. It's funny you said that because one of those names I gave you the other night, I was looking on eBay and apparently the, the, the guy's rookie card is one of the few that's oh. like a rare oddity. We'll get Taylor Starring's uh, crotch <laughs> rot. We'll get the no, crotch please, no, stop. card. The, the crotch rot card, bro. Please, no, stop. <laughs> you know, they... There, there's so many other like things piece of the shorts or something yeah. like that yeah with crotra on it the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man God. well i mean we, we already have these things so like when you look at other sports there's they, they got jersey patches and you know <laughs> ufc has like the the mat relics from like the 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 mats that they, they compete on what would be the unique thing we would get from bare knuckle would it be the wraps? Would it be your guys' outfits? What What do you think would be the unique card that they would make for that? Um, on that, I don't even know because we don't really have too much of hand wraps. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what it's, I'm saying. So you can't. You don't have gloves. You don't have hand wraps. Ninety percent of your guys' outfits are you guys either making yourself or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you have like official uniforms or anything like that. So it'd be interesting to see how they would do. I guess the unique relics they would call them. You know? uh, maybe, maybe like you know what I mean. One of the the towels that they wipe um, would... over your face or some shit like that. You well, know probably what it be is they would probably reach out to you guys and be like, "You have have any stuff that you guys would ha have have like a couple T-shirts from from your guys' fight camp that we could use." We're for gonna take her ponytail. We're gonna oh. take her ponytail. Here you go again with 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 physical human stuff again. <laughs> oh, and, oh, we did find a site. For oh, yeah, because I wanted to have your teeth made in the rings, by the way. I did find that for you. No <laughs> so, you know what I'm about to do, actually? I'm about to get two gold teeth right here to get, you know, I got cavities and shit. I want to get two gold teeth. Jamie, we need to get you a grill. You need to walk no. out all two no. innocent. She is not the type of girl, go. bro. <laughs> That's You're what Jamie's going to do. Like we were talking about oil and water. Yeah. Yeah, when it can't so you as soon as you said grill, she became oil. But I, I actually, if you have, if you do look up, um, my last fight, uh, it, it is like a grill. Oh, so the bath oh, no garden. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No way. Well, I'm gonna look yeah. it up right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like uh, I, I guess the closest I put it on my one, page right? your, your mouth like, guard is probably the closest you ever get to a grill, right? I'm yeah. looking it up. I'm looking that up right now. Well, I mean, they do do sometimes make the extra big mouth guard, so I would get it. Yeah, uh, um, damage control. They they do my mouth guards, and like they did one custom for me. So, like, oh, yo, I think I see it. I see it on Google. Where did you Where did you say it was officially though? Um, I I have it on my page on my Instagram. I even just have like the mouth guard, like a picture of it. <laughs> That's kind of badass that you got to do that. And already tonight, there's been two draws. There's really? I, I, 
Here's the thing. Here's my thing. I have an issue with draws in combat sports. We all these fighters sacrifice all the stuff. The the fans sacrifice everything. The coaches sacrifice everything. The family's family sacrifice everything. And then you're gonna tell them they put all that work into, and then we're gonna have a draw. What the fuck are you? Is that your boyfriend? <laughs> Yo, oh, that's that the uh, no, that's, that's the, uh, the juggernaut bot that that Bro. freaking that they had walking around at Knuckle Mania. Yeah, Mom, yeah, it was crazy because I had just seen him um, all over the internet before, and then whenever he came out with the juggernaut, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like that was like a big highlight of my night, even though I won. Are you, uh, I like, are, are you a Marvel geek? Do you, do you is is that why you liked it so much? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, great X Men. He was from X Men, right? Yes, he yes. he's one of the X Men villains Jeez. or anti heroes, however you want to call them. Here's Jamie's mouth guard here, which actually is really badass. That looks like a legit freaking grill. And I see like a little peep smiley face on there too. Yes, that that's kind of what I added <laughs> to that, that in like the rose gold around it. <laughs> that is, you know what we can do for your sports card? We can cut out little pieces of the teeth. That's what we'll do. <laughs> no, that's actually really cool that they they actually made the shout out to what is it DC mouth guards? Yep. Yeah, damage damage control, control. damage control. All right. Yeah, yeah. They they damage made... control is one of the two mouth guard companies that actually cater to combat sports that I think are elite. Wow. Yes. Yeah, they have some pretty like nice um, yeah. mouth guards. They've been the ones that I've stuck with since I began training. You know what I mean? They they've saved my teeth. <laughs> So when so. you show up there, do you get like options of what you can pick or like this is a wide variety? Well, they, they, yes, they do have options. But um, like if you go back and like I have so much different mouth guards, um, I just kind of more or less go up and um, get an idea or like kind of draw out something of what I would want. And no. um, they're pretty great at um making it come to life and actually looking better than what I, you know what I mean? Kind of put out there. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like there was one I had um, that said Henshaw. It was clear with like blood splatter yeah, all over it and stuff. And it was so realistic that someone um, actually thought that it was blood in my mouth and thought my opponent had bloodied me up. And I'm like, that's my wow. mouth guard, but Thanks. <laughs> like kind of like that, kind of like this one right here. Uh no, it like I said, I it was totally custom. Card. Um, I'll, I'll have to like actually put up like you know pictures of a lot of mine because I oh, even no. have one like the Homer Simpson donut. Um, <laughs> Yo, all kinds taking, of stuff. The pink donut. <laughs> wow, it, it looks like John Bones Jones even uses them too. Yes, um, and. Like, because you were saying about grills, Paul Wall is one of their no way. things, too. Yeah. Um, a lot of people actually use their mouth guards. So, <laughs> said I highly recommend them. Wow. You know, it was like a huge fat. Like, imagine if they didn't come up with mouth guards and they made you guys wear like the uh, the baby binkies. Instead of mouth guards, you had to wear the binkies, like it's sucking on the nipple binkies to protect your mouth. Imagine. <laughs> 
if they're not well, there are like weird mouth guards that are kind of like you know where you bite on both of it and just has that little mouth breather piece. A little bit. I think those ones are so weird. Um, I yeah, I think those. that would constrict your. Oh, I think we were just looking at. Yeah, those on yeah. Here. Actually, a lot of them like for the football and and some other people actually use those. And I'm like, how can you? That just would irritate the shit out of me. <laughs> so that's what this is right here. Let's see. This is what this is? That's what you're talking about? With the yeah, kind of like that, yeah. That's a binky, yo. That's a <laughs> binky. So I remember in high school, we'd have to melt down our mouth guards in a pan and mold it to our teeth. Do you have to do it with that? Um, well, with them, they took, like, you can do both. It's boil and bite, so you can get some of them that already, like, have designs and stuff and put it in boiling water and stick it in your mouth and do all that. Um, or you can go over there and have um, a mouth, uh, a mold made of your teeth. Yeah, the mold, yeah. And you could even, they even send you the kit too if you don't live around. And they just conform it to your teeth. So it just snaps in there like awesome. <laughs> Jamie, it's such a pleasure to have you back on Combat Deviants. Me and Steve have been fired up. He calls me all the time. And he's like, bro, Jamie's going to be back on next week. And I'm like, bro, I, we're going to follow your whole career up until your team. Well, I've, been, I've been supporting Jamie since he was an amateur as it is anyway. Wow. So I'm going to be following anyways. I, I, my big thing is, is I'm going to, I'm excited to see where, where BKFC takes her. Yeah. You know, I guess we don't know if, uh, if you do have any plans to go back to, to MMA or not, but obviously BKFC is do, doing right by you now. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go look look for anywhere anywhere else right now. I, I mean, it's if you think about it, you know what BKFC and Dave Feldman and you know even the other promotions have done over the last five years. It's almost made UFC getting to the point of of being like you know a secondary issue. Who's fighting for BKFC? And what like, we want to you know, you do have a good percentage of of former MMA fighters, but you do have. Uh, you know your your UFC guys, your name guys, and stuff like that. But I think this is the when so, some of you, some of you get matched up with, with with those athletes, it's your chance to within your promotion to use their name to 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 springboard your career. So I even uh, you know when we were talking to uh, you know Josh when we had Kendall on and things like you know they like I'd love to be a UFC killer. Line them all up for me. You yeah, know? um, like with BKFC, I think that right now. They're taking care of a lot of their fighters. Um, it's a great promotion. It's very exciting. It's something that's skyrocketing. You know what I mean? And everyone's like excited to watch it. Like there's not someone that's not wanting to really watch it. You know what I mean? It's um, something different than the UFC. It's something different than MMA. It's something different than boxing. It's just something pure, just like a street fight. You know what I mean? But with some kind of technical stuff um and everyone just they get it you know what i mean it's different um and who doesn't want to see that you know what i mean you're always gonna see something get knocked someone get knocked out someone get cut bloody stoppages you know what i mean it's always a great exciting night whenever you're sitting there watching bkfc fights so yeah <laughs> so as we get ready to, to wrap this one up jamie you know how we do things you know throw the microphone over you anyone you want to thank training partners, teammates, shoot at the social media sites, you know, anything else you want to add that the, the floor is yours, my friend. 
Uh, yes, I want to shout out to my gym HB, uh, my coaches, my teammates, everyone that's helped me out throughout this journey in my career. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you to all my sponsors, um, Damage Control, Jerky by Art, uh, Monty Cigar Shop, uh, Rhodes Wrestling Academy, uh, Mueller's Meals, um, Lockjaw Wrestling, uh, Joe's Massage Therapy. Um, what else was there? There was a couple more too. Can you? <laughs> she, she's she's <laughs> missing all um, this now. <laughs> she's like, do you remember which one? Yeah, I got put on the spot. Um, lions not sheep. Um, yep, lions not sheep. Remember that? For you're you're sitting there saying one of the shirts that just came out. Well, you need one of them. Yes, yes, that one I do. <laughs> that one's a must. Um, I think that's about it for right now um yeah functional fury yes i can't forget them because that's where i get my my guns that's where she gets them guns from <laughs> all right jamie uh, appreciate the time you know again congratulations on, on another big victory hopefully you get back in there soon and, and and you can get you can get get back into hopefully fighting within the next month or two if not we'll see you when, when you get lined back up either way Appreciate you, you as always. Keep smiling, keep shining, keep grinding, my friend. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right, everyone. That was the one and only Jamie Henshaw. And without any further ado, we are being joined by Mr. Joshua Styles. What's up, my friend? What's up, guys? How's the fight Josh? going tonight? I know you pumped. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying them. Uh, well, we were we were already talking because we we, ha we had uh we had Mr. Belcher on a, a few weeks ago. Obviously, Mr. Adams is the champion right now. They're the main event tonight. Right, right. Yeah, I got a little that the main that. event last week was, was was pretty much fireworks as well. I'm expecting nothing less from from Mr. Adams and Mr. Belcher tonight. You paint you in a quarter. You have to make your pick. Who who you picking tonight? I already put money on Belcher. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Love, love it. Love, love when they when they show him Mr. Belcher love. You know, love, love, love Arnold Adams. But I, I just think Allen's got got a lot of tools, man. And especially if he's able to drag you in the deep waters, I think it might be some problems for. for I think he has a little more power too. I agree. I agree. But also, Allen's been doing a lot of changes since he's done a lot of changes. Not only since he came to BKFC, but since he left the UFC, everything like that. He's a completely different fighter than than the the person that people watch fight in in, in the octagon. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 got a he's got a freaking uh <laughs> an atom bomb for a right hand a, as it is right now. He does and he moves lightning quick, man. For a heavyweight, he's, that's he's still moving like a middleweight. <laughs> yeah, he really does. And then obviously, uh, you know, you know, was impressive l l last time out, but you know, you know, love Arnold and all, but I just think. A lot of things are moving in in Allen's direction. We'll we'll see how how everything plays out tonight. I already seen there was two draws on it. As a fighter, man, don't you feel like that the that that's that's you know the athletic commission, the judges of the at ringside, basically robbing everybody of of a clear decision that night? I mean, uh, you were, were professionals after all at this point in time. When there's a draw, shouldn't you say, okay, go back in there one more round? 
you should, and in bare knuckle, that's in every single contract you get. The, you know, it says that you'll go to a sudden death. Now, they tell you in person, like right before the fights and the fighters meeting and all that, that uh, that's only for co-main and main events. But in your, it's in every single contract that you're, you would get a sudden death if they wanted. So I don't know how they work that out. Maybe they look at some fights and say, hey, you know. We'll do a we'll do a sudden death this time. Now, that, now, me as a fighter, I would take that personally. Like, what do you mean? Like, listen, we, I sacrifice X X Y Z, money wise, time wise, my energy wise, my family. Did, like, and you're gonna tell me that we're gonna have a draw? So what? We don't we don't get our win bonus now? I'd I'd be pissed, but like, it depends on what kind of draw. So like earlier, I don't know if y'all are watching the fights tonight, but um. Bosnick fought Angel Corps. They had a draw. There's already been two draws tonight, but Bosnick and Angel Corps had a draw. Bosnick won the first three rounds. Angel Corps had a drop in the fourth round and then won the fifth round, obviously. But that wouldn't have been a draw if Bosnick would have fought harder in the fifth. You know, all he had to do was push, but he wanted to clinch and hold, clinch and hold, think he could survive. So for like, for situations like that, I don't really have any sympathy for a guy who wins three and then wants to wait it out two and hold, and then it's a draw. But now, if it's if it if was it's the one other of those ones where it's back and forth, so you see both guys are going after it. Like I don't, I, I don't want, I don't want to see, you know, the 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 referee holding both guys' hands as he's going as he's going to re- render the decision. I don't want to see that. I'd be I'd be pissed, man. I would not. I mean, to me, if I was in a draw, that's the same as a loss. It's the same thing. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think we're at the point now, like unless like amateur fights should be the only fights that that end in in, in draws, in my opinion. I agree. I agree with you. It's one I of these agree. things where we, we, you know, you know, athletic commissions are, are paid and, and funded by the state. You're so at these at that point in time. Why why are we even talking about it? Like, listen, they're going to do whatever you tell them to do at this point in time. You're right. the, you're the promoter. You're one running things. If you want to tell them run out there for another for an, for another three minutes for another round, guess what? They're going to run out there for another three minutes for another round. And every, yeah, every fighter would do it. You know, you if you're a real fighter, like a real warrior, you know, go die on your shield. You're going to go out there and do that extra round. You won't even have an argument about it. Yeah, it's like, all right, cool. We know we're going an extra round. That's what's, what's up. At least we know, we know, we know either me or my opponents get, getting their hand raised in, in the in the next three to five minutes. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's one of these things I just think, you know, like almost just about any sport anymore, there is some type of finality to it. I think, I like, I think where it is now is football and hockey are the only ones that have ties anymore. Yeah, and and in football they made obviously you can't in the playoffs, but uh, even they changed it this past year to what it was. You have a so like before it was the first team to score, it's over. If you score a touchdown, the game's over. Now both teams get a chance to score. So even they kind of moved theirs along to where they don't. They're trying to cut out the draws, make them less. I mean, like football still happens just because of ha- how things work out. Time doesn't d- doesn't work, etc. Like there's a couple things that plays against it to it. But I, like I said, I think hockey is the only sport that actually actually actively has ties on on a regular basis. But you look at the other sport, you know, a- a- NBA. You you see teams going to five, six, six different overtimes. Yeah, Major yeah. League Baseball. We've had thirty inning games before, so. <laughs> <laughs> So we're at this thing where you have all these major sports where there's a winner one way or another, but combat sports is just some of those things like we're talking, you know, so many different things play into it. Money, you know, the promoter, the athletic commission, the fighters themselves, like there shouldn't even be a question if there's a, if they're like, 
you know, you're sitting there saying like if, if it's the co-main or main event, like listen, anyone that, that is on a televised portion of anything, like obviously there's dark matches and, and things like that, that, that stuff gets moved along. Understandable. These guys aren't all the way up there. It still doesn't affect them any less, but you know, if we're sitting there, the, you know, the, the UFC and we're having all these fights that, you know, you have, you know, you know, a, 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 a 10 fight card and five fights on, on that, that weren't on the, that weren't on the pay-per-view and then in draws, it's a bad night. Yeah. It's a bad night, yeah. it's a bad night for the company, bad night for the fighters. Nobody's going home. Yeah, like, no, no one's happy. Every, everyone's upset. You know, everyone's at each other's throats. Like that's, it's not, you want some finality in this just one way or another, oh. just because everyone has put in a lot of work. You think the maybe fans, the promoters, the, the rematch falls. This is how you're going to, you know, they can make rematches happen through that, which generates more money. So maybe it's kind of a perk for the promoters, but for the fighters and shit, it sucks. I mean, like, it, it, it's just rough, man. But now I want to go, I want to quit real quick, backtrack a second. Obviously, big fights tonight. Last week was, was Knuckle Mania. Me and you were on the, on the opposite ends of this one from, from oh, the main yeah, event yeah, last yeah. week. You know, Absolutely love that that we were finally getting Hunt and Richmond. That needed to happen. It probably should have happened a year ago. I agree. Because of that, we got all kinds of extracurricular stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. up into this. And it's been great. Trust me. For, as, if I'm Dave Feldman, the promotion, holy crap. Did, did, did these two men deliver over the past year for them? Because let's be honest, take them two out of this. There's not a whole lot of people talking about what's going on at BKFC. No, no. And, that, mean, and that's not BKFC's fault. I think a lot more fans should be tuning in, things of that nature. You, there's David, it's, getting, it's getting bigger now, but that's definitely – those are the two big draws outside of your ex-UFC guys. You yeah, know but what that's I'm, what I'm talking – like, see, that's what that, – and listen, me and him are already talking about this. We were talking about it with Jamie. We talked about it with, with a lot of the guys. I think it's the greatest thing that you're having – MMA fighters who probably were better suited to be in this sport as it is anyways, just be here as it is because you see what happens when you get the full array of what mixed martial arts is. Some guys are just better strikers. Some guys, you know, they don't, they're terrible at, at checking kicks or taking kicks and it just, it, it breaks them down as that. Could you imagine, you know, rampage Jackson and BKFC like 10 years ago? Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been, been bad. He would he probably would have killed some people. Man. He had Kimbo. some unreal power. Like it's one of these here. things. Like you can only imagine what some of these guys have done. And you can't tell me like looking back at it now, Rampage wouldn't have done BKFC. Dave Feldman would have put a fat check in front of him. He'd be like, "Bye, bye, MMA. Never oh, exactly. see you again. Love you." Exactly. Yeah, like imagine like now we're getting guys like your your Mike Perry's. You know, rumor is Diaz will eventually come come to BK, K, BFC. You already have, you know, you know former UFC guys in there as Alan Belcher. Diego Sanchez made his debut le, le, uh, last week. Whether you're for it or against it, however you feel about that, you have a lot of these, a lot of these, you know, um, I guess uh, attractive names c- coming over. Now, let me ask you something. If 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 you're putting together like a a, a a list full of athletes that you could handpick from any promotion in combat sports now, who would your five five guys or girls be that you would bring into the BKFC to help make a big push to an you know that that next that next level for 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 the promotion? You're saying from from the UFC or from anywhere from, from any combat sport. 
It doesn't oh, have man. to be UFC. It doesn't have to be Bellator. It could be boxing. My my first would be Amanda Nunes. I think she would be a massive draw. Oh, um, man. Problem is finding somebody to fight her. Maybe sure. that's where we get Cyborg Nunes. Maybe oh, that's man. where we oh, get Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, outside of Nunes. I don't know. You want to say we're, we, you got to say Francis, man, because we don't know where Francis is even going. Well, from what I seen the other day, he wants 30 mil for a fight. So I doubt he's coming to BKFC unless Triller really shovels out some money. Um, but who knows, man? He may go do the Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder and then slide over to BKFC after I mean, that. That's that's what you, you, you would think, because only money that's coming out is with Jake Paul. Or in boxing right now with big stars. We really don't have it for BKFC. And for some reason, the UFC doesn't want to pay their biggest stars. The UFC is really failing right now. Ever since they sold to Disney and all them, it's been completely different. They've been it, not even Disney, but when, when Zufa sold the, the company and we lost Lorenzo for Tita, everyone has damn played how much Lorenzo made the UFC move the way it needed to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As much as, as Dana is doing the best that he can with what he's known and what he does, Dana isn't the full package. And he's been trying to supplement that with all these business professionals and things of that nature. And well, you things- got everybody wanting to be Conor McGregor too, man, and it ruins it. You know, you got all these guys trying to act the same. They, they showed you that's how you do it. Because yeah, when they, because what, what, but here's the other question. Why did that ha- ha- happen, Josh? Because the UFC allowed those guys to change the rules of how they've done things, and now everyone wants to do it that way. That's the way you get paid. That's the way you get title fights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now yeah. you have what is now going to be a a whole generation of fighters that think that's how you're supposed to be. Yeah, and it pisses me off, man, because I think a lot of that with the Conor McGregor thing was just the perfect timing. Like, it was the perfect whirlwind. It wasn't just him. It was just... Fans were also tuning in. You know, that was when it was hitting mainstream where everybody was starting to watch. So it wasn't yeah, just because, like at that point in time, the Fox deal had already happened. And then you're just like, I guess at that point in time, really well, just like, kicking off the whole ESPN deal and everything like that. So they, well, like they Cerrone, did a lot of things. Donald Cerrone, right? Cerrone's a great guy. And he, everybody, he got all those martial arts fans from being the guy that he is. He's super nice. You know, he, he goes out of his way, lives with his grandma. And I believe the same kind of thing could happen for a good guy, a guy like that. Like it wouldn't have had to be a heel. Connor just came in at the perfect time with that electricity from Ireland. And it was just different, but I believe, you know, 10 years before it's, that, it's, it I think what Connor was, it was just, he had a unique bravado about him that, that the combat sports world really hadn't seen in a very, very long time. I agree if you really look at it, he literally took a page out of like WWE's like, 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 you know, character playbook. Yeah, I agree. And, ran but with he, it. and he fought like Anderson Silva. So that helped too. He had the, the mouth. Yeah, he was and knocking attitude. everyone out for a while, man. He broke my heart when he beat Eddie, man. Cause I'm a Philly dude through and through, <laughs> but I, but, you know, you had to know that was coming as much as, as much as I love Eddie. And, and still to this day, you know, you got, you got, you got to love the guy, but. It's one of these things where he was just on a magical run, and there's nothing you could have done about it at that point in time. Listen, I, I finally, you know, he finally found the, a style that beat him when 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 he came across Nate. Yeah, I, I rewatched the Eddie and Connor fight the other day. 
I got the poster uh, behind me, bro. The size difference is just ungodly, dude. The interview was amazing from Connor after the fight. And he was like, you know, Eddie's a solid competitor, but to have somebody to beat me, you got to have attributes. You got to be taller. You got to be bigger. You got to. And it's the same way I feel in BKFC. You know, like if you're not taller, if you're not bigger, he just there's so much belief in his skill set that you have to get somebody bigger and stronger and faster to beat him. Now, now that's another issue. Nobody. The the, the belief. (laughs) is also just as big as a part of everything in, in how everything plays out as much as the skill set, as much as it takes timing, luck, all those other things. Right. I mean, I well, think that that also plays into it as, as much. Well, we still have John Jones around. Oh, and he's man, got this yeah, the character fight. himself. Does this feel like it could be a plus for the UFC, or do you not hear many people even talking about you know this upcoming. I think, I think the thing with John is he still has to prove everybody that he's not that pos that he that he was the last ten years. Shit, man! I think people love the. I think people love the poss, man. That's what people are about. Like, uh, that's that's what people pay attention to. If somebody's being great in school, or there's a fight in the hallway, which one are you going to go to? You want to watch the baseball game, or you going to go to the fight? People want to oh, see the evil shit, the nasty shit. People like that. So that's why people pay attention. But I think it lost a lot of its uh, spark and fire when Nganu left. Him and Nganu would be so much bigger than him and Cyril going. It's ridiculous. Yo, he was even, I remember a couple years ago, he was calling out for a Brock Lesnar fight. Like, John Jones knows how to promote. But I feel like this one right here, he's not really been promoting much. I feel like there's not many people talking about it. When this is a really exciting fight, this is what makes the UFC exciting. When you, you were talking about Connor, when Connor went up against Jose Aldo, everyone was like, well, what's going to happen? There was a question mark in all of our brains. For this one, no one's even really throwing any fire or any wood into that fire to make it as exciting as it truly freaking is. And maybe I mean, because it wasn't with Francis. If it wasn't with Francis, it would be a lot bigger. And once again, I still think the other part of where they dropped the balls, what me and you were talking about beforehand, that there was two fights that they could have made that that would have really made this exciting. Stipe or Francis were the only two fights. Nothing against Cyril. It's just one of these things where you don't have that that broadband recognition across anyone. When anyone says Stipe, we don't even have to say his last name. We say Stipe, right? Same thing when we talk about Connor. We just say Connor. And right. everyone knows who, immediately knows who you're talking about and what you're talking about. Right, right. He doesn't have that, that recognition where we, where we say we can either say John or Bones, and everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Hero's not there yet. Now, obviously, well, you have to get knows. God. I'm sorry. I was just saying nobody outside of huge MMA fans know who he is. Exactly. So – you're making this big fight where you want casuals to turn in, and John is great, but he hasn't done anything over over the last ten years, so you can't sell him where you could sell other guys. I get why you bring Ciro in, but at the same time, it's like you needed Francis, you needed Stipe to make that fight the way it needed to be made. I agree. I, I think agree. it's going to miss something, but at the end of the day, I don't really think it matters. John Jones is John Jones, and I think. Everyone's going to be reintroduced to who he is. The, just the question is, how does it translate? Because now he's not fighting dudes. He's, he's twice their size. So you got yeah. here on Twitter. I, still think, I think he's going to do, like you've seen the way Ngannou took Cyril down and dominated him. I think John Jones is going to do the same thing. I think he'll strike with him, strike with him, and then his timing is so good on those takedowns, 
I think he'll take him down and probably finish him with elbows or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if you see John go back to a submission too. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Hey, I don't know. That's, what, that's what he's known for. He gets you down, he takes you down, he starts beating you up until you make a positional mistake and he just can't help but go for the submission. Right. He can do it. I mean, he is the most well-rounded fighter in the UFC that there is. No one can deny that. No one really can. It just you 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 and you're even saying it like like you know, the I guess the the, the everyday combat sports fan, you know, kind of enjoys the uh the recluse POS at times as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, with everyone still loving Conor McGregor, despite all the all the obvious nonsense that he's pulled over the years, it's just it's just one of those things, man. It's 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 gonna be fun to see what happens. It's gonna be fun to see how the fans react to him. It's it's a fun time for the UFC to be getting back one of its biggest stars. Right, right. When yeah. When they've lost young, you know, young and talented guys, you lost, you lose Francis in the in the big big public contract dispute. You. You know, you, <coughs> you you lost Shane Burgos to PFL because because there was miscommunication. He wound up walking. Like, there's a lot of things going on with the UFC wrong where you need something like this to kind of bring everyone back into the fold. I agree. But I, I still don't think it's going to – it's not going to do as much as they think it's going to do. Oh, this yeah, I, I totally agree. Because that's still at the end of the day. You still can't just promote two or three guys or girls and think that the vast majority of people are going to turn in. Man, they should have put all their eggs in that uh, Islam and um, Volk battle. They should have put all their eggs in that basket. But uh, you know, I see. I don't. I don't feel like you really had to promote that fight as crazy as it was. Like it already was a big fight. Yeah, number and, one. Like, I get why why Islam was upset that he felt that it really wasn't being promoted. But I, I mean. At the end of the day, the UFC basically promotes what they want to promote. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, what do y'all think about the slap contest? The fucking slap shit. Yo, I've been making fun of this thing since it started. Yo, let me ask you, Josh. Isn't this stuff that everyone did when we were high school, when we were drunk, you know, hang around the bonfire? Okay, let's see who can take it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I don't know about getting slapped in my face, but punching in the arms and shit like our bloody knuckles, stupid shit yeah, like that. Man, like, this is, this well, is we were just talking nonsense. to Ian, right? We were just talking to Ian Einish and he, he said he took two years off because of a concussion. Think about how many concussions are being caused here at slap fighting. Oh, those kids! That's gonna that's gonna cause more CTE and brain damage than fighting ever yes, does. Yes, because there's this one thing that happens in actual fighting: you can defend yourself. Exactly. Are you defending yourself in slap boxing, bro. And fuck, I would never ever do that. First of all, getting slapped sucks. It's terrible. I'd rather get punched than slapped. Secondly, my number one priority in fighting, like obviously, you know, well, my number one priority is to win. But right after that, it's don't get hit a lot. Don't take a lot of damage. Yeah, see, look at that dude's fucking face, bro. It's, Fuck it's that. swollen. No way. <laughs> no it's way. All the way over to the end, Eddie. You hit the one all the way over no to the way. end. Jeez. You just made $3,000 and took 10 years off your life. No <laughs> way. No way. But that's, that's, isn't that what Dana does best? Get, gets guys to, to put their bodies on the line for the minimal amount of money as he possibly can? Yeah, that's what every fight promoter in the world does best. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's. I, I'm not surprised about it. I think the thing that that I think is the weirdest thing is is that no one's really like like really pushing back against this. Obviously, you know, media members already do, are, are already like kind of on a on a 
very short lease when it comes to any real questioning as a true journalist when it comes to the UFC anyways. Media is the only shot, man, because we get blackballed out. It's like me. I've just sat out year and a half, you know, and my hands were hurt. I was down for like six months. But uh, after that, I kind of got in a stalemate with <laughs> negotiations, like money. To- Holy shit. Yep. That does look like Two-Face. <laughs> Jesus. Damn. Uh, there's no way. There's no never. way I take that over and over and over again. And then they got, for- they got Forrest Griffin playing head catcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Forrest Dude, what is about like, just, whatever to take a paycheck. Oh, the, the, you're going to bring that back up? I mean... Uh, we'll bring up with that. We'll talk of th- that about. We, we, I'll talk to, to the Josh about that uh, as we as we get through the interview, all right, all right. M- making fun of Mister Dumas. <laughs> oh, that guy! Holy shit, bro! Oh, you seen that? Yeah, the the I'm in the UFC now. A hundred bucks for an interview. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> bro! I, I, I do like this, dude. Earlier. Chris Cyborg never asked me to pay for an interview. Why would I pay you? Why would I pay you a hundred dollars? And you haven't even made your first fight yet but wait a second, wait a second. that was that was you guys that wrote him huh was it you guys that reached out well, yeah you? i wrote him yeah that was steve yeah, bro. Shit, bro. So I, I, I together i just saw it like right before we got on here bro it was like an hour before this i had no idea it was you and i i think zion tomlinson posted it and i called it on there because he put i posted it in one of of the the combat groups and then zion posted i've been chasing this dude for four years i'm like damn he's on next level I was like, what a what a douchebag this dude. I did like the little like the SpongeBob mean capital and lowercase letters. I'm in the UFC. Like, what a fucking idiot, bro. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Now, here's my Wait, thing. Steve, for the audio <laughs> listeners, bring them through the story of what happened. So, so you know, I I you know, just like when you're on social and you're on Facebook, you see you know friends and you notice the guy's an athlete or whatever. So I added him. Oh crap, he he just made it to the UFC. Let me see what's up. But then I go and do the uh, anyone who 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 you know uh, familiar with my soul. I just send them basically the same message I send to just about everyone. And the only thing that changes is time, date, and, and and things of that nature. It's basically the same message I send to everybody. So, I just lost money, guys. Shit. He just who lost me. Uh, Caleb Harris beat Brad Kelly. I should have told you that. I just had Caleb on here a few weeks ago. Shit, man. I had Brad Kelly. Oh man! What was, well, was he? Did he stop him, or was the decision? Oh no, it was a finish. I didn't. I didn't. I was talking to you guys. I didn't get to see it. I just heard everybody start freaking out and looked up. Damn! I don't even know what round it was. I'm trying to figure it out now. <laughs> it was first or second? It was early. Shit! Left hand. Let me get back into to Mr. Dumas. So I sent him the message, and he's like, "Hey, let me talk to my manager." And then he gets back to me, and it's like it's like a hundred dollars. I'm like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, no, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully pass. You know, I, I, I've interviewed Dana White, I've interviewed NFL players, NBA players, NHL players, former boxing world champions, retired boxing world champions. No one's ever asked me for a cent. So, so then this week I seen that he was he did an interview with someone. He was channeling. They did small little, you know, two, three, four hundred, you know, sub- subscribers, followers, whatever. So I'm like, hey, like, hey, did you charge? Did you ask them to, to pay for it? Immediately deletes my comment and hops in my my inbox. I seen I seen the messages. So 
Well, no. So I, while we're on air, apparently, you know, I, I, you know, there's something wrong with me, but by putting out private messages, I, I have some ulterior motive. None. I don't have anybody. None. Listen, media and athletes have worked together for ages. The only time you see people paying for things like that is when you're on big, big time levels. When you're, when you're, when, when. You're you're on national TV being being paid all the all this money where no. your guests can sit there and say, hey, oh. you know, throw me a couple hundred dollars and some travel to, to fly out there and be live on your in-studio TV show. Well, that's right. not what we have. That's not what 90% of media covering combat sports is right now. I even talked to James Lynch, who's arguably one of the bigger one of the bigger media members that we have in, in combat sports. He literally works with just about every media platform that there is out there and gets paid for it. Here's the thing. I asked him. He was like, never. That has never happened. He's like, no one has ever asked me to pay them to interview him for Let any me read platform. This. Well, that's your your payment is kind of getting your name out there, right? Like that's that's the well, payment. That's kind of the thing is like it's yeah, supposed to be like we're helping each other. Like, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. He said this whole shit, bro. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, what whole shit? What the fuck are you talking let me, about? Let me read this for the audio listeners. Oh, uh, so Steve says, Good afternoon. Just circling back, wondering if you got the okay. So SD responds, Yeah, but the set you have to pay a hundred. That's just the fee since I'm in the UFC now. Do y'all do Venmo or Cash App or PayPal? Steve went, sorry, I'll have to pass. Never they must be hurting for money. Well, no, I actually, I, I think he is hurting financially, and I'm not trying to make make fun of that or light of that or anything like that, dude. No, I mean, you know, that's after, tough, after but... all this happened, I seen that he he is like selling his vehicle on his social and stuff like that. So, so yeah, we all know how tough it is for athletes. So, who knows if he's struggling or going through with it? Either way, <laughs> this isn't how you go about things. I agree. Like, even if you are going to do it, I I asked you if. If you charge them, so why delete my comment and start bla- start going crazy in my inbox? Why don't you just say, uh, actually, no, I didn't, or you know, no, no, <laughs> you know that that's really none of your business. Anything yeah. else, anything but the way he handled it. Yeah, he handled it like shit. I did see that. Like so I'm said. saying, like, and then like you're sitting there saying, why am I putting this out there? I said it right in the comments. Why I put it out there to create an open conversation for everyone. And not only that, though, Steve, but that's basically what you would have gotten out of the interview anyway. It's it's a promotion, so you still promoted them, so it's still a plus. And for no, us, I, still, I still think I, I still think uh, Josh Oxidine got 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 the home run there, tagging freaking. Oh, so uh, tell them what happened the after. Opponent, telling them that he was going to take care of it for me anyways. I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> Josh, Josh coming in with the savage comment. <laughs> so that's that's the other thing too, though, like. All we do is promote fighters because they just see you guys go in there, you do your thing, then you come out, but they want to get to know you. They want to see that you're just like us. They want to get to know what's going on in life or, you know, relatable things. That's all we're doing. And this is not the first time this year that this has happened where the only person who's ever asked me for money and it was a thousand dollars was Mayhem Miller. And maybe I'm probably already. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense because he was he was doing that to everybody at that point in time. Yeah. <laughs> him though. He's he's actually doing he's a volunteer firefighter now. So oh, no, sure. mayhem saving there. 
Gotta love mayhem. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy that you saw that, Josh. That's crazy that you saw that and didn't even realize it was Steve, bro. Bro, I swear I didn't. And it was it wasn't long before this. And I just that's so funny. I'm gonna send it to you guys in a message that I just wrote on there maybe an hour ago. Like this guy's a douchebag. So yeah. I wanted to bring something up really quick. He, 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 in reality, he just had he has a a, a a douchey way of looking at life. I'll just say it like that. We, I don't know how, who he is on a regular basis or whatever. Yeah, honestly, and I said it to him multiple times. Wish you the best in your career, and I don't, I don't, I don't wish any ill on him. I just hope that moving forward, you learn how to deal with media better, deal with people better, deal with the situations like this better. If anything, make make this a learning situation. You're sitting yeah. there saying, "I'm clout chasing for what?" Well, if, if people rip him on social media, he'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, especially if I've seen, uh, seen Nate Maine has tagged somebody. So you know, one of the other UFC fighters tagged tagged somebody. I don't know if he was a manager or whatever. I don't know. So let me let me bring this up really quick. You're you're from Florida, right? Yeah. Are you from South Florida? No, it's like North Central Florida. Are you following what's going on with the XXX Tentacion court case right now? Nah, man, I am not. I am not. Bro, so when I was living down in Florida, I was in South Florida, like Boca and, and all that, uh, Lake Worth. Man, people don't realize how violent it is in Florida. Well, like, how was it for you growing up in Florida? Was it pretty rough? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was rough, but it was a little different. Like, we don't... Where I'm from, it's not big cities. It's uh, a lot more, a lot more country. I'm dead center. It depends on which way you go. So Jacksonville's an hour to my left. Gainesville's an hour to my right. All right, yeah. Uh, but where I'm at, um, it's a little more country. It's a little different. It's still a little rough. I mean, you have to earn what you get. But it's not, it's not like Fort Lauderdale rough or Miami rough. It's not like that. So I got to give the state of Florida a shout out because when I was living down there. I tried jambalaya for the first time. See, if you ever have jambalaya. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. A little bit, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if I had down south jambalaya. Delicious, oh, man. So if I go to Florida again or our listeners go to Florida, where would you say to go? Like instead of Disney World, like the go-to's, if you were to go to Florida again, where would you have people go check out? You want a party? Yeah. Go to Ebor City in Tampa. Ebor's Ebor City. Yeah. Um, oh, in Tampa, in Tampa, you're saying? Yeah, in Tampa. Uh, I, I, I've never really been to Miami like that. Miami's about six hours away from me. Oh, all right, yeah. Five, five to six hours away from me. So I've never really been down there, but obviously, word of mouth all through Florida is Miami's the place to be. Um, well, if you're a car guy, Daytona's where you want to be. Of course. Um, if you want to get shot, definitely go to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> So the craziest thing living down there was getting used to alligators and giant lizards everywhere. Oh yeah, bro, there's alligators everywhere. You can walk. I can walk. We got them in the with, right yeah, corner. Within ten minutes from here, I can walk and grab an alligator and bring it back. Do people really mess with alligators down there? Like it seems like All the, the video I've seen. They All just, the time. We'll slap one. Yeah, you gotta fuck with. Hop on its back. You know, keep its mouth closed. Cause they don't let them close on you because you ain't gonna open their mouth, but you can hold them while they're closed. Uh, we're not talking about uh, little caiman either. We're talking about like freaking these oh massive alligators, bro. Massive. I've seen like I don't know if y'all seen the video, but the two alligators on a on a golf course here in Florida fighting. 
And it was like a 12-foot alligator and 11 foot alligator just tearing shit up in the center of the golf course while people were playing golf. Dude, those are the last surviving real hardcore dinosaurs, bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Steve, the, li- the lizards down there, dude, they weigh more than like a 12-year-old, bro. They're oh, and, and Miami and South Florida are down down there. These monitors or these big lizards freeze. They'll be in <laughs> and they'll freeze over the winter. And then they will fall out, bro. And lizards will just be like fucking foot-long lizards will just be falling out of trees. Holy because they freeze and they don't die. And then when they wake up, they just fall out of trees and shit. That's fucking insane. Imagine a foot-long lizard just falls on your neck or your head while you're walking down the road. Well, you know what I did have to deal with were those giant – I forgot the name of the spiders, but they were like this big, and they were everywhere in South Florida. It looks like there's – Banana spiders, bro. Banana spiders. Banana spiders. That's it. So, you know when uh, the the video game for Zelda um, on the N64, they have like – those crazy spiders where it looks like there's a skull on the back of it. Those yeah. are banana spiders, bro. Yeah, bro. That's good. <laughs> hey, really fuck you up when you're walking through the woods, not paying attention, talking to your buddy, and you catch a face full of banana spider. It's happened to me probably a hundred times. Yeah, Florida, Florida is no joke, man. But I will say this: if there's one amazing thing about Florida, it's the sunsets down there. It's purple lavender sunsets. You don't see that around uh Connecticut or New York, you know. Yeah, I've done a lot of traveling, man, and nothing's quite like Florida. I used to uh, set set trusses on military bases and travel all around the country doing that. Wow! So I've so, been I've been everywhere except for like out California, out that far west. So uh, this is but, what me and Steve are going to ask you as we get to the end of the interview. BKFC, they're traveling now, man. They're traveling. Where Where do you want to go with them? Shit, man, Thailand. They're in Thailand. I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to England. Uh, Fighting, fighting a guy from England in England would be nice. No, because um, I like I'm all about the going, going and being the bad guy somewhere else. I'm not a big fan of fighting at home or close to home. I like going out where it's different. So uh, going to England and fighting a guy from England, or going to Thailand and fighting a guy from Thailand for me would be fucking awesome. So you don't but, mind playing the heel. You don't. You don't mind playing the bad guy or somebody that's going. Into somebody else's territory. Oh man, I, I want it. That's what I. That's what I like to do. Fuck being home, man. I don't want a hundred family members at my fight. I want a hundred thousand people. I don't know. <laughs> so the last time you fought was actually in December, December 9th of last year. Uh, when can we well, expect you? Year before that. Oh, what do, what does it say here? Hey, Two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He said he said his hands were fucked up, man. You gotta you gotta listen and remember. Yeah, I broke both my hands in that fight. I remember uh, interviewing Bobby Gunn, me and Steve, six years ago, and he he kind of told me before B, before Bare Knuckle got big, he was like, "It's so different. You gotta really uh, be accurate with throwing your punches." So, bro, you do, and not even accurate. Like in Bare Knuckle, it's really cool. It's something I've been working on a lot. Is like the way people block with their elbows. You punch an elbow dead on with your knuckle, you're fucked. Or somebody drops their head a little bit, and you hit the top of their forehead, you're going to break your hands. There's it's especially if you throw a stiff punch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you're, if you're throwing hard and that's one thing I'm working on is, you know, your adrenaline's going in there. And a lot of times you'll think you're not throwing as hard as you are, but, uh, 
when you get out of there, you realize how hard you're hitting. And I don't know if y'all ever got drunk and done stupid shit and punched a brick wall, but it's about like that for five straight rounds. <laughs> Look at the back end of my knuckles, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like, punches the wall have, and I don't like, answer no, my phone. I have no knuckle here from doing stupid shit like that. <laughs> it's it's when I don't answer my phone, Steve's punching walls and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dislocating this, like dislocating this and never take it to the hospital, just let it just relocating it myself. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> so, Josh, before we let you go here, um, when when are you trying to get back in there? Oh, I'm fighting. I've got a fight scheduled three weeks from now, Delray oh. Beach. Oh, Delray. All right, so yeah. South Florida, bro. Yeah, man, they haven't dropped my opponent yet, and it's in my contract that I can't drop my opponent, but I am extremely excited. The biggest fight I've ever had by far. Damn, so, so is is it somebody someone will recognize? Yeah, yeah. They're not from America. Oh shit. Say that there's your first hit. Not from America. That's it. That's it. That's all I can say. I'm very, very excited about it. I don't know when they're gonna drop it. I had an opponent change like in the last two weeks, so I think that's what's taking them so long. Yeah. But I expect any day, maybe tomorrow or the next, like they get done with this event in the next two days. But it's final, right? Because when Monday comes around, I'm going to tell you right now, that's the media day that gets released because everyone's... Oh, contracts are signed, bro. Contracts are signed. It's final. All right. I got to ask you one more thing before we let you go. Are you banging my therapist, bro? (laughs) Who's your therapist? I don't know. It looks like you're in her office, though. (laughs) No, It looks like you're in my therapist's office or something. (laughs) He's got to have the good chi going, man. I'll try to show y'all. I got laundry everywhere and shit. Fight camp rough, bro. Like my house is a wreck. I just, I was like, let me find the nicest, brightest corner and hide out. <laughs> good, dog. Come on, that well, was I definitely good appreciate that part of it because I literally ha- had fighters come on here and you can't see them because they're in a the dark room. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a new one. All right, we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Uh, Josh, always uh, you know, appreciate the time. Appreciate the the last, the insight tonight. Best of skill in the upcoming fight next month. Hopefully, you know, we get the name dropped and we can get we can get even more excited for this fight. What I typically do here at the end is kind of throw the microphone over to you. Anyone you want to thank, shoot at your te- your teammates, social media sites, any sponsors you have, anything you're doing outside of the ringer cage that, that you want to let the people know about. The time is yours, my friend. Uh yeah, man. Mostly it's it's my sponsors. Um I've got Flash Wrecker Service. I've got Premier Dirt Work here. I've got, and then my gym, obviously, Hardcore MMA. Um, you know, really just my team, Joel Nettles and Jordan Nash. I appreciate them uh, helping me get ready every day. And uh, other than that, man, appreciate guys like you. Appreciate the media getting me on, getting my name out there. And that's about it. We'll I send you the hundred dollars. The there. name of the game. We we all support one one another, and that and that's how yeah. we all go along and get along. Some people will never I'll, get I'll, it. Uh, I'll send you my hundred dollar bill after this. I'm in the KFC now, bro. It's hundred dollars interview. I gotta say, Pat Brady's comment was was the best. He's like, I he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't know what was going on here, but from one fighter or another, I hope you win every fight because. One thing I do know about this sport is as soon as you stumble, 
Mofo's gonna come across this right here and bury you with it. Oh yeah, every time, every time. Yeah, and 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 you know, looking back on it now, like I, you know, the, they probably will. You someone will probably come across this and use this as something to bury him after he gets stopped, submitted, choked out, whatever. Someone's gonna use that. It's unfortunate. Yeah. That's not what I attend this for, but hey, you know, yeah, promoting him either way. He did it to himself. <laughs> this is where we are. Um, but Josh, appreciate the time. Definitely need it. Need to need to let us know uh, uh, how everything goes after the fight. We'll get you back on here, have some fun, talk talk a little bit more crap, shoot some more jokes, all that fun stuff. But appreciate the time tonight. Best of skill. Hopefully, you know we, you get to the get to get through fight camp injury free, so you can do what you got got to do come Friday night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the game plan. I appreciate you guys for having me. It's, it's right. a pleasure. Have a good one, my friend. Bro. All right, everyone. That what was Mr. Joshua Styles, the hurricane himself. It was definitely a fun one tonight. Uh, you know, obviously, just about every one of our interviews went over about like 10, 15 minutes. So. But it, all of them were absolutely Yeah, amazing. yeah. I mean, well, that's why I kind of planned it that way. Like, like uh, it was the first time having Ian uh, on here with me and you uh, here on Combat TV. It's the first time me really talking to him, obviously. Um, you know, gr- great stuff, great insight. Uh, what is like Corey, said, man? Like, dude, he needs he needs to like contact someone at Netflix. If I was yeah. him, dude, <laughs> if he becomes champ, bro, do do a doc, even to to where you're at now, dude. That would be it'd be an interesting story. If he becomes champion, man, that's the best story to ever come out of the UFC, ever. I, I mean, middleweight's all up in the air now, and you know, like I said, hopefully now that he's he's got his got this on right and everything. Getting his body the way it needs to be. Oh, Steve, I'm really looking who, forward to see what's going to happen to him over the next two years. Guess who emailed me at uh, PureEvilMMA at Gmail? Oh, uh, who's that? Paradigm, bro. Uh, pa- oh, yeah, no Paradigm. Yeah, bro. They're trying to set up interviews for us. So, that's, dude, that's a huge one, bro. Yeah, I know who Paradigm is. That's who manages Chris Cyborg. And, and, and Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Yeah. So, you, you got it. See, yeah. Chris was the first one. That's why I never go to Connor. I'm not going to turn code on Chris just because Connor's the bigger name. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. So they, the they, only they, reason Par- pa- like Connor knew who Paradigm was is because of because of Chris Cyborg. Stop playing with me. So they got a fighter that uh, wants to come on the show, but it's for a next Wednesday. And me and Steve have been doing shows outside of Friday for you guys to know. We have a special one. Coming up for you as well. I got one tomorrow night or tomorrow morning, rather. Who is it? And then we got another one next week. So we might have have a bunch of this nonsense going on because we're freaking wild men. Yeah, deviant. So tomorrow morning, coming another athlete from 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 Knucklemania who made an absolute statement. Made an absolute statement. Already was it was a guest hit here on Combat Deviants. You know, one of the weeks where where Eddie was. uh, was MIA ha- having issues with this, that, and the third? Uh, Mr. Josh Watson, who had just starched, just starched Greg, Greg Hardy. That boy Ooh. does not like to get hit. He, and and trust me, he clipped Josh. Josh, I, Bro, I, got nice I hope Greg Hardy's victim, domestic violence victim, every time she sees him gets knocked out, I hope she squirts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, hope she squirts everywhere. Good God, bro. 
No, the best thing. No, but, out no, of and, and yeah, on that Up side of things, I wholeheartedly agree. You, you know, my, my mother is a, a is someone who you know is a you know a survivor of uh, domestic violence, and it's not something to joke about. It's not something to make light of. That's why I can't support Greg Hardy. I can't. I, know, say, I, oh, I, I you don't you... get what I've said it since the start. I don't know why why any combat sport promotion has gotten behind him. I don't know why BKF oh, rehab himself. You looked at this guy. You can clearly see he does not like to get hit. He likes to be the one dishing out punishment. Yeah, we can see that. And he had a good run when he first came through. He had a good run. No, he didn't. They gave him a bunch of canes. Well, still, he he, had, <laughs> he jumped up. That's my opinion. I, uh, any, you know, anyone anyone uh, who fought him that 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 took a L, I, I apologize. But still, yeah, we got a full lineup for you guys. So definitely, yeah, yeah, we 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 already have um, BKFC fighter for next week. We have Actually, Miranda's sister. I might I might have one of the celebrity boxers for for Damon Feldman's. Uh, 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 celebrity boxing event that's coming up in the in the few weeks. I might have a guest for you for that that one. Not your normal one. Not not an athlete. I think I think uh, if I remember, he's a comedian. So we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm trying to work out that you know dot the eyes, cross the t's. I sent out a bunch of invites this week. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, really appreciate Ian's time. Jamie cannot wait till she gets back in there. Hopefully, she starts making some more noise. Yeah, and man, I want to. I want to put in on that upper deck uh, crotch rock card. Oh my god, this fucking kid! <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a good night tonight, though. Yeah, man, we, we, had, we had a good one tonight. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Appreciate even the NFT bombers in in our chat room for yeah. <laughs> when we when we had Ian on for right. for hopping in and then. Uh, and keeping the chat alive for for that one, and yeah, that's uh, look at all these. And he's bringing them back up for people who are you know catching. Oh, up. I definitely want to check out Ian's show too. So guys, go check out Ian's show. Uh, something tank, something tank. All right, that does it for tonight's episode. Yeah, that definitely does it. For, does it for tonight. Uh, you know, you know. Hopefully, again, Al Alan Belcher is victorious, and we will have Alan back on here on Combat Deviants win, lose, or draw tonight at some point in time. In the next catches few weeks. a body, and Alan is also going to be doing some fun stuff with us for the card grading show. We are going to be doing a lot of lot of fun content moving forward between the interviews. You know, and and, and we still didn't even tell you what we're doing next for next week's interview because we do have some. Apparently, still have a special interview lined up for that one. But again, make sure you guys like, subscribe, share. You know, you know, not just combat, combat TV and stuff, but our our belly up sports uh, uh, stuff as well. The the other podcast they have the written articles from from all all the writers who are involved with, with belly up. Make sure you're you're tuning in. I believe we're just a few away from 700 subscribers there on on YouTube. So. Once we hit that, you know, me, Eddie, all, all the guys are gonna come together, and we're gonna put together a nice little, little, little prize pack for when uh, when we hit 1K, and then hopefully within the next week or two, we could start announcing the launch date for Carcore Hobby Talk. Can't wait! Can't wait! It's been so, real, y'all. Other than that, I'm Steve. He's Eddie. This was episode 23 of Combat Deviants. And we will see you tomorrow morning, bright and early. Yeah. Set them reminders, people. <laughs>